0: It's your boy, the host with the most I do not brag or boast. And I'm coming to you guys live from coast to coast. It's your boy, I'm Chris Adon One. And welcome to another rendition of I'm Chris Adon One Podcast, episode 197. How y'all living? I'm living living swell, already struggling. Feel free to hit the subscription button, the notification bell. Share this podcast in the podcast algorithm. If you guys are listening to I'm Chris Adon One Podcast... On Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast indulgement, please subscribe to me on Spotify. I rather for you guys to listen to me exclusively on Spotify. But if you're so used to listening to me on other platforms, it is all good in the hood. But nevertheless, I'm the best. Let's get into and address today's episode 197. Now, I'm not gonna give I'm not gonna give myself a lot of credit for this theory uh basically i was watching a video on youtube uh my dear 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 friend of mine uh kids move came out with a video now for those out there who are who don't know who kids move is kids move is a proud xbox supporter he's been gaming on xbox for a long period of time he championed the good fight when it comes to Xbox, and he came with, uh, you know, some people think that he's uh, an egg he's an x bot, uh, but I, I and he's too one-sided and just agree with everything uh, Xbox is doing over there. I, I do think that Kids Move can't you know can be and will be fair sometimes, and he's not going to be one-sided. Uh, particularly uh, with uh, a lot of theories and a lot of arguments of what Xbox is doing over there, the good and the bad and the ugly. But I do think that, in retrospect, kids move is fair, okay? But kids move came out with a video, and it was entitled, it was titled, excuse me, um, Microsoft should sell Xbox to Apple. Now, on the outside, looking in, one could look at that already and the trigger warnings begin. But when you listen to the video, um, basically kids Smooth theory is that Microsoft is like, uh, you know, you know, it's really not fully committed with the Xbox brand. Um, you know, you know, they're, you know, they really not catering to the hardcore Xbox fans. Which uh, to be truth be known, um, that you can apply that to any uh, corporation in America, okay? you can have that type of feeling about any uh, company or any corporation. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, he just feels like Microsoft is lukewarm with Xbox now, you know, we we heard about this in the hearings when uh, Microsoft was trying to purchase uh, Blizzard and Activision. Some news came out that you know a lot of us knew about, uh, but a lot of people didn't put a lot of stock into it. But it was it made it you know it made this theory official that at one point Microsoft was willing to sell the Xbox gaming division. Now you know Phil Spencer has been hired. He's been there for quite some time. Uh, Phil Spencer has a vision. Uh, you know, Phil Spencer basically say that look, we can't compete with uh, we can't uh, compete with Nintendo and Sony, and compete at their game as far as selling systems and exclusives and uh, you know and, and Phil Spencer say it doesn't matter how many great games. Uh, uh, we make uh, over here at Xbox, we're still never going to take over any market share when it comes to Nintendo and, and Sony because they've been here quite some time now. And the the ideal of just make good games don't really resonate because let's just be fair and be honest, and Phil Spencer even admitted to this, you're never going to see a day where PlayStation uh, uh uh, PlayStation gamers start selling their PlayStations and jump over to Xbox. Or Nintendo gamers start selling their Nintendo consoles and jump over to Xbox. So Phil Spencer basically said, look, we can't play in the same arena, in the same playground with Nintendo and Sony when you know they have already uh, cultivated this landscape. I mean, there's just not a lot of space for us to to thrive and conquer or thrive and be successful. So let's create our own space. Uh, let's create something of our own. And th- this is this starts the birth of Xbox Game Pass. And uh, Phil Spencer idea with Xbox Game Pass was to make Xbox Game Pass uh, similar to like Netflix, where it's a streaming uh, service where you can, uh, if you play, I mean, if you pay uh, a fee every month, you get to play any game at any time. Uh, You know, you don't have to buy the full game, you know, games that you wasn't really committed into, or you wait for deals and sales. You don't have to even worry about that. That game will be in the catalog, and you can play As long as you want, as long as this game is in the ecosystem of Game Pass. Now, I I do think with Xbox Game Pass, they do allow you to download games that you like from Game Pass. I don't know if they still do that. I remember in the beginning they was talking about that. And, you know, they gave you a bunch of trials, like, you can get, like, three or four months of Xbox for, like, $2 or $5. So, it was very economical for people that, uh, still are committed in, uh, in the Xbox ecosystem, um, Xbox Game Pass is not only available to Xbox gamers on consoles, but it's also available to PC, it's also uh, available to smartphones, it's also available to tablets, it's also available, it's also available on other devices such as televisions and things of that nature. Um, Phil Spencer's Vision is for Xbox to tap into the billion gamers that game. And in order for you to tap into all of those gamers, you have to make Xbox Game Pass available everywhere, just like Netflix. If the premise of Game Pass is you want to be the Netflix of gaming, Netflix is available everywhere, okay? There's there's not one device Netflix is not available on. Netflix is, is available everywhere. Hulu is available everywhere. Paramount Plus is available everywhere. Uh, BET Plus is available everywhere. Even the Peacock available everywhere. So if you want Game Pass to uh, be similar to Netflix and other streaming um, uh, services, you have to have this service available. And let's just face facts and face reality. When it comes to console gaming, there are more console gamers that their preferred platform is a Nintendo and a PlayStation. And if you want to thrive in that ecosystem, and if you want to tap into the majority of console gamers, you have to make Game Pass available on those platforms. Now, as of right now, Nintendo really don't feel a need to have Game Pass on their uh, console because their console is selling uh, without uh, Call of Duty, without Game Pass. Okay, and the same could be said for uh, PlayStation. People are going to buy PlayStation no matter what. You know, uh, there was the thought that there was a possibility that game like that if uh, Microsoft would have purchased Activision and Blizzard. And there was a theory out there that there was going to make Call of Duty exclusively only for people that have Game Pass, which makes uh, Game Pass a little bit more valuable in Sony's eyes. People were still not going to sell their PlayStations because of that theory. People were still willing to still play on PlayStation, even uh, with the outside chance of no longer having call of duty on that console nintendo gamers you know there have been several consoles where call of duty was not available on that console and they continue to sell uh, consoles at an alarming rate so the theory out there and the thought that you know uh call of duty is a system seller it's a must-have game playstation gamers they can't uh you know they can't uh survive without call of duty call of, you know if call of duty was no, no longer available on PlayStation or Nintendo it'll be all good in the hood all right so herein lies the struggle with game pass you know uh obviously Phil Spencer and the board of trust over there at Microsoft is not too happy with game pass even though They have made it, uh, you know, they're they're adding numbers like such as people that still don't want to use Game Pass that have an Xbox console and they prefer, they rather prefer to just buy Xbox Live. Well, now they got rid of Xbox Live and they rechanged it and now they're calling it Xbox uh, Game Pass Core. And they're going to include the numbers of people that will just um, rather just buy uh, Xbox Live for a year instead of Game Pass. Right now, by them incorporating, um, uh, you know, this group of people, now Game Pass uh, is 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 projected of having fifty plus million subscribers to Game Pass. Okay, they got four tiers of Game Pass, and I feel like it's going to be very confusing in the holiday month. Uh, you know, parents who don't game are going to get confused. They're going to look at Game Pass Core, and then they're going to look at Game Pass Ultimate, and they're just going to look at the price points. But they're not—they're not necessarily looking at the benefits of one uh, to the other. Parents are going to likely pick Xbox Core, thinking that they, uh, you know, their, uh, you know, little Johnny or little Julie. Is still going to be able to play game to, to play their games on Game Pass, all right? But that's another time for another discussion. So, if you look at um, Game Pass, uh, they look like they're going to get their fifty million, and a lot and a lot of experts think that it may rise up to seventy million subscribers. Still, at the end of the day, the numbers are not what. Uh, the what Microsoft was hoping for them to be and the Xbox division hoping to be because when you start spending 10 billion dollars on Bethesda, almost 70 billion dollars on Activision and Blizzard, when you start buying up studios when when, when you start you know buying up publishers, You know, even though Microsoft is a trillion dollar organization, they can print money. Uh, Eventually, you're going to reach the point where you're the premise. you, You have the wrong premise. You're spending more money and you're not getting a return on the money that you spend. So. If Game Pass does not change from now to, and I say two years down the road, if the numbers pretty much stay the same or hovering around $70 million, and you keep buying up these acquisitions and these studios and these publishers, and, and you're shelling out the money, but you're not getting a huge return on your investment, Microsoft may come at a crossroads saying, well, is this even worth continuing? Is it even worth having a gaming division? Like, we're cool with buying up all these studios and publishers, but is it even worth having an Xbox division? Because if you look at the stats, uh, the console sales are down. Uh, the, uh, uh, the accessories are down the games, buying games directly, just buying them. Not from Game Pass, but just by buying them, are down. The numbers are down. Now, um, they're up 5% when you talk about Game Pass, but everything else across the board is down. Eventually, you're gonna reach a point where, you, where you're where you gonna say, is this even worth it? Now, at first, I thought uh apple buying uh, apple buying the xbox division would be a good move i think uh at first but when i started doing research and when i started uh to use google let me give you a couple examples why i didn't change my mind i didn't change my perspective And I'm going to explain, I'm going to give you a couple examples, and then I'm going to explain why I feel this way. Okay, let's look at Disney. You know, in the beginning, Disney was buying and gobbling up studios and companies. You know, Disney bought ABC, then they bought ESPN, then they bought Marvel, then they bought Star Wars, then they bought Pixar, then they bought National Geographic. Uh, they're, they're on the tab of, uh, of, of, of having Netflix. Um, and if you look at what Disney has been doing for the past couple of months, they've been hemorrhaging a lot of money, projected to losing $800 million on across the board and possibly more. Where you see Disney starting to lay off workers. You know, they laid off a lot of people over there at ESPN. They canceled a lot of shows uh, on Disney+. Plus. They stopped streaming a lot of shows that were not very profitable on Disney+. Plus. They're taking loss uh, as far as movies go and TV shows over there at Marvel. You know, these shows were, you know, huge hits. I mean, the earlier rendition of these projects were huge hits, and now uh, the other phases are not generating the money like Phase One did. So, if you look at, uh, you know, uh, you know, Ant Man and uh, uh, Quantum Manium, even though it was a good movie, it wasn't a very profitable movie. Uh, you know, if you look at a lot of the movie that came out for Pixar. That wasn't a that was a commercial. That wasn't a very profitable uh, a movie. So if you look at what uh, Disney doing, they're trimming the fat, and uh, they're not just spending money just to spend money just because they have the money. And a lot of financial experts saying that Disney is downsizing. You know, they even bought 20th Century Fox. So a lot of those Marvel characters that uh, Fox owned, now Disney owned, okay? So Disney got all of these IPs that, uh, you know, all of these IPs that are, you know, that have huge hits, huge followings, make a slew of money. But if you look at what these IPs done, like Indiana Jones, if you look at these IPs, uh, Lucas Films, they're not generating or making the money that they once was, okay? And even though they're making, you know, numbers, they're not making box office numbers. In other words, Disney is not getting a re- a huge investment in their return. So that's why you see Disney downsizing, okay? Now, there's talk that Apple is in this, uh, you know, there, this is, you know, more of, of, of gossip and rumor uh, that Apple will probably uh, buy Disney. And there's talk that Disney is willing to sell uh, a portion of ESPN to the other leagues or to another company to uh, maintain uh, the maintenance of ESPN because ESPN is not a very profitable uh, company like it once was back in the day. Now, I feel like there's several reasons why Disney is going through it, uh, and and ESPN is going through it, and all uh, and Marvel and and Star Wars and Lucasfilms and all of them. Why they're going through it? Pixar is because of the effects of COVID. Uh, you know, uh you know COVID is over. It's 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 over with. No one's wearing masks no more. But during the COVID season, you know, a a lot of these uh entertainment companies had to downsize. Sports entertainment had to downsize and um you know deal with you know trying to make money in the COVID season, uh live events, people were not doing concerts. You know, it, uh, you know, uh, the NFL was making less and less money in attendance on their football games, uh, basketball took, took some, uh, lost some money, uh, it was one, point, one season where they played the remaining games in one arena, and even the playoffs in the NBA Finals, you know, the Los Angeles Lakers won that, they called that, uh, you know, and they had to have a break in between the season, well, you know, that costs money, okay, um. And now the after effects of COVID, everyone's, you know, even in the COVID season, you know, uh, AMC, uh, uh, there was talk that uh, they, they had to shut down all the movie studio, I mean, theaters, and even, uh, and a lot of people thought that when they come out of COVID, a lot of these movie theaters would remain closed. Uh, the restaurant, the food industry suffered, the retail industry suffered. Um, and now since the, you know, we're uh, away from the COVID season, we're still being affected by the COVID after effects and it's transitioning into entertainment. Okay. You know, people just don't have a lot of money, uh, to continue the streaming services. Now, uh, a lot of people said, well, I'd rather stream and cut the, co-, and, uh, and, and this goes into my other, th- uh, reason cable and satellite people are leaving cable and satellite and going more so with these streaming services and a lot of people are cutting their subscriptions of cable and satellite and that has a direct correlation with espn losing subscribers on their cable and satellite packages okay so you got uh you you, you got that playing against you and people just don't have the money to, uh, you know, just, just try everything. People have to pick and choose what they can do with the limited resources that they have. And the first theory, a lot of people said was uh, it's cheaper to, uh, pick the streaming services instead of cattle, uh, instead of, uh, cable and satellite. Okay. You just pick the services that you're a fan of, and you want to see more of, and you know what? It's only five dollars a month. It's only ten dollars a month. Well, streaming services have gone up since after COVID. Now, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, Netflix has gone up, Hulu has gone up, um, you know, uh, Disney Plus has gone up, um, and uh, you know, a lot of these streaming services have gone up, and now you're saying to yourself well if, if you're smart you're looking at your bill you're going like wait a minute I'm spending the same amount of money than I was spe- like I was spending when I had a cable package or a satellite TV or direct TV package okay spending the same exact money uh, with but you know I, I have these three or four streaming services okay now the streaming services have gone up you know Netflix, um, eliminated people sharing their password, and then what, what did people do? People that couldn't no longer, uh, you know, um, sign in to someone else's account had to create another account, therefore, that's more money in Netflix, okay? But you have to realize, Netflix knew that, okay? Uh, And Netflix didn't care because they were making money. Now, since with this COVID and the after effects of COVID and people just don't have the money like they used to have, now people are pinching pennies. And now these corporations are trying to survive as as long as they can because they're thinking that this this after effect of COVID is going to go away and we're going to move on and, and do what we was doing uh, five or six years ago, before COVID even started, so uh, that's a you know that those are my theories on why people are, not, you know, uh, are not you know really spending a lot of money in these streaming services. And guess what? Game Pass, which was a good idea. A lot of companies started adopting this ideal on a large level or on a small level. It's a good ideal. You spend X amount of money, you get to play whatever game you want to play. But with gaming, gaming is a very fickle uh uh entertainment, and what I mean by that is if if you're a casual gamer and all you play is Fortnite, 2K, Madden, and Call of Duty, then why would you even buy Game Pass? Because Fortnite is free. You're you're going to have to shell out $70 or EA or their version of Game Pass over there at EA, but most people just shell out the money for Madden as well as 2K. So there's really no need for you to get Game Pass. So you're eliminating that group of people. Then another group of people that you're eliminating are the majority of console gamers play on what? PlayStation and Nintendo. They're not even utilizing uh, Xbox consoles or PCs. I'm I'm only talking about console gamers. And there's more casual gamers that play on console than PC. Well, you just eliminated that audience as well. But when you look at the PC side of things, you're not even making money on PC. You know, PC gamers don't necessarily have to spend $14 a month, $20 a month on Game Pass. So you're not even making a lot of money with the PC audience, okay? And a lot of those games that were meant for consoles and you play it on PC... It just doesn't hit well with PC. So there's another audience that's that's not even reaping the benefits of Game Pass. So so what's available? Fans of Xbox that that still continue to buy Xbox consoles. You may have uh, PCs that have low-end PCs that are not at are not at the strongest that were transplants of console. They, they used to play on console. Now they transition to PC. You got some smartphone uh, adapters. But it's not enough there to continue to say Game Pass is a commercial success. So therein lies the struggle with Game Pass. And with this the after effects of COVID, and since Game Pass is a fickle audience, that's why Game Pass is not going to be very successful long term. Because the only way Game Pass can be successful long term, if Microsoft continue to buy up the gaming industry, and the gaming industry is too large and too complex for Microsoft to buy everything. Even if you have a gazillion dollars, you're going to reach a point where, okay, we're spending so much money, but we're getting so little in return. What do you think is going to come first? Microsoft uh, Microsoft buying up every major, every publisher, every studio, just buying up the gaming industry, creating their own monopoly, or... Microsoft cutting their ties, cutting their losses, and selling the the gaming division. I think they'll cut their tie, and they have demonstrated where they will cut their ties on something when it's not making money for Microsoft, when it doesn't make sense for Microsoft, okay? Uh, Do anyone remember the streaming service uh, uh, that was competing with Twitch? They sold at the Facebook. Do anyone remember when they were into the smartphones? They done got rid of that. Do anyone remember the uh, devices where you could play music on the? You know they got rid of that. They got rid of uh, a large portion of their PC, uh, PCs, and 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 tablets. Microsoft is 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 into uh, you know is, is into buy- going into and buying this stuff, but Microsoft will cut their losses. If these entities are not making a lot of money, it's just the nature of the beast, all right? So Microsoft has demonstrated time and time again that they they will cut the cord if they have to. If it's not making if it's not making dollars, it's not making sense for Microsoft, okay? So I do see Microsoft having a deadline with the gaming division. And if the gaming division isn't as profitable as what Microsoft is wanting it to be, uh, I can see a day where they could sell the gaming division to another entity. Now, a lot. Now, let's go back to the uh, uh, the video of Kid Smooth saying, "You think Apple should just buy the Xbox gaming division?" I don't think that's a good look. Uh, I think Apple is really trying to push this new VR headset. Uh, now I can see them buying the gaming division so they can have more content for their new Apple VR set. But I just don't see Apple trying to, they're trying to really push this new technology and they're trying to buy, uh, the gaming division. I just don't see Apple doing that. All right. Now I I do feel like, uh, an industry, uh, you know a company that's trying to put their foot into something uh you know cuz Amazon was once trying to put their foot into sports uh entertainment and uh you know even though they got the NFL package over there still they they want to they want to be more uh they want to have more uh, uh control in the sports industry but if you look at the sports industry the sports industry don't translate into Making a lot of money there. Um, I feel like maybe Amazon would willing would be willing to buy the gaming division, but Amazon done crashed and burned with uh, trying to go into streaming and games and things of that nature. They crashed and burned on that. Uh, but that's a possibility of Amazon buying the gaming division. But here's an idea. this company doesn't have a gazillion dollars, but this company could uh, bring back some stability in the gaming, the Xbox gaming division, and that is Sony. Sony has a great track record on the gaming industry. I mean, they've been very successful with the PlayStation. They have been very successful with uh, exclusives that's uh, for PlayStation. They have that I think they have the better idea of not integrating everything, all of their exclusives to PC, but they have uh, a time or two, uh, put a few, uh, games for the PC gamers, okay? So, and, and, and I, I feel like Sony would be very beneficial and be more, uh, we will be very beneficial if they can purchase the Xbox gaming division. I don't think Sony has the money to do that. It's going to cost a lot of M's. It's going to be in the billions. And I just don't think uh, Sony is willing to do it. And they I mean, they would want to do it, but I just don't think they have that type of clout when it comes to money. But what if the Xbox gaming division, just for a second, what if the Xbox gaming division is... Um is sold to Sony. I think Xbox Game Pass will be a lot better. I think they'll they'll really make Xbox. I mean well well Game Pass. I think uh they'll make it they'll make Game Pass more feasible and more available on other platforms. You'll have Game Pass on everything that's already exists now. Plus, you will have Game Pass, if Sony owns it, on PlayStation consoles. And that would force, I wouldn't force the wrong set of words. Maybe a, a, a partnership with Nintendo and Sony, where Game Pass will be featured on um, Nintendo consoles as well. Um, I feel like Nintendo and Sony has a better relationship than Microsoft, and Nintendo, I think it will it will make uh Game Pass even more valuable and the games inside of Game Pass extremely val- uh, valuable valuable. Uh, I f- I feel like Sony has the better studios uh that like uh Insomniac that can go in and uh you know like these these once godlike uh IPs the Gears of War the Halo okay they will revive those uh, those OIPs and make them better and make them available to PlayStation gamers, uh, you know, as well as uh, Nintendo gamers, all right? So I feel like Sony would uh, would be a, a better fit for the Xbox gaming division, but Sony does not have the money. They don't have the capital. Uh, but if you want another uh, trillion dollar company I feel like Amazon will be a the next best fit than Apple. Um, you know, I really think Apple is trying to push this new technology of their VR. Now, by, by them buying the gaming division, this is more content for their VR. So, theoretically, it'll be a good idea as well if it goes to Apple. But I just don't think Apple has the capabilities or the understandings on how important uh games that were once exclusive on xbox a lot of their ips what that really mean for gamers i think apple would look at it as an acquisition okay now we got all these games let's try to fit all these games into our new apple vr set and we'll pedal it that way, meaning more people will would, would be in tune and buy this Apple VR set. I think it's like, what, $3,000, $2,000, some, some ridiculous, alarming number like that. They'll look at it like that. But I feel like uh, Sony would actually care about the gaming division and do much, much more with the, the gaming division, uh, uh, Xbox, uh, uh, well, Game Pass, and make it better and it will be available just about everywhere well it'll be it'll still be available on xbox consoles it'll now it'll be available on playstation consoles and the possibility of it being available on nintendo all right so there you have it uh i that's just my thought that's just my opinion um and 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 you guys can comment or tell me if, if it's right, if it's wrong. But I do feel like like ESPN, like Disney, like all of these media entities uh, and the league and things like that, people are struggling. But guys, tell me what you think. Rate, comment, subscribe. I will see you guys in the next live. I mean, next podcast. Deuce.